Yeah, I'm gonna work in the marine corps. In the marine reserves. It's really hard in concept. Conceptually? Conceptually, it's like the hardest degree. <laughs> Except for physics. <laughs> <laughs> and statistics. And statistics. And English. Because <laughs> I don't know how to read. I can't read your neck tattoo on your back of your neck. Uh, <laughs> I have to read it like three or four times to fully understand it. <laughs> also, my glasses just pinch my head together, and that's what they say on my face. They don't go behind my ears. They cause slight brain damage. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even I'm even talking right now. If we can take off his glasses, ah, oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Tism Time! Time. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Charlotte. And I'm Margo. And today we're eating Oreo ice cream. <laughs> um we went to so for the fun like for the final like assignments of my semester. One of my things is I had to go to a dance concert and like write a paper about two of the dances. So we went for like the first half and left at intermission. Um, and there was this guy and this girl, obviously on a first date, and he was blowing it. Yeah. I'm so bad. <laughs> Stupid fucking haircut. What else did he say? Um, mm, he was like, my school has dance recitals too. Like I, I really express myself when I write when I'm really angry. I'm an angry person, my friends will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I like to express all my anger for writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mm. <laughs> Don't mm at the same time as me. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um... I'm really lost in the sauce right now. Anyway. A little ASMR of us eating ice cream. <laughs> um, Mario, what's your little thing for Every week? time you go to say something to me, I'm like trying to shove some ice cream into my mouth and then I have to pull it back out. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> my little thing for this week, um, was I got paid today. <gasps> Yay! Mm. What's your little thing, Charlotte? My little thing. <laughs> My little thing is that I performed a play that I wrote and I was so proud of it. Yes. So, oh, my second little thing is I successfully made Charlotte cry. Mm-hmm. So and we don't cry <laughs> in front of each other. Mm-mm. Or in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um. So, for my other class, it was a one-person show class, and we each had to write our own one-person show. And so I really wanted my character to read a letter she had never never read from before from like her beloved 
and it was supposed to like give her closure about his death um and so i was like margot i want you to write me a letter and not let me see it until i'm on stage she was like heard um and so when i was practicing the play i would just practice with a blank piece of paper and then I got on stage and I read her letter and it made me absolutely break. <laughs> and it was perfect. Um, yeah, I teared up from the from the seat. And Nick, uh, Nick was like restraining himself from helping like Charlotte feel better because he doesn't like when people cry and Nick and I were just a mess in the seats and I was sitting next to Turner and Turner was just like... <laughs> He was fine. Just fine. He was just fine. And then Zach, incredibly uncomfortable between Nick and I. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh Zach looked, looked over at me and I looked at him and there were tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he did nothing. He looked away. <laughs> I like, at first I was like, I have no idea where they're sitting. And then I saw Turner's hands move out with the phone, and I was like, that's where they're sitting. It was so funny. He was getting irritated with the person sitting in front of us, uh-huh. because they were just sitting there. And he was like, ugh. Moves the phone out further, and I'm like, dude, it, they it's literally their body. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Also, it was like, we had a tripod set up at, like, the top of the steps. Mm-hmm. It was like, we didn't think that many people would come, and it's like, we're just gonna record it anyway. Um, and so, one of the other people from the show is editing it, it all together to make it look all nice, because we got, like, different angles. Um, so it's like, it's whatever. But I was really proud of that. Oh, and okay. I accomplished my goal of being able to cry on stage. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Ugh, okay. <coughs> Alright. We have no idea where this podcast is going tonight. We kind of talked about it in the bathroom before the dance recital. As we held hands under the stall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was two ideas. The Titanic and the density of boats. Have I done research on either one? No. Do I love the movie Titanic? Yes. Do I love watching the, like, conspiracy theory videos of the Titanic? Absolutely. Oh my god. I don't know that much about the Titanic. Like, I know, like, I know, like, I read that book in eighth grade about, um, like, the real, like, accounts of what happened that night. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, every chapter is, like, a different person's point of view at that point in time. Yeah. And it, like, goes through the whole thing. Um... I've actually never seen Titanic. <gasps> You've never seen Titanic? I've never seen Titanic. It is quite a... I feel like it's a long movie. My thing Ugh. is, is like, I feel like I've seen enough clips that I know basically what happens. Here, let me... Let me let me pitch Titanic to you from my point of view. <laughs> okay. okay. There's a ship. Oh my god. Kate, <laughs> Kate Winslet, named Rose, comes with her fancy family... And they're on the Titanic. I don't know why, but they're on it. Um, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr.? No. Um, <laughs> um, Jack. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo. Yes. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Lee DiCaprio. 
<laughs> Leo the Capricorn. He um he goes on the ship and he's poor and I think he sneaks on. I don't know. He goes on the ship. Um then there's like a blank space. And then I don't know the order of the events, but I know that at the beginning there's a dinner where they're like, Oh my god, Rose, you're gonna marry this guy, and she's like, I wanna marry this guy. And then there's another part where like the guy she doesn't want to marry gives her this big honking necklace and she's like, Wow, and he goes, Yeah, right. And then there's another part where like Jack is like, Oh my god, Rose, and he holds her in front of the bow of the ship and they fall in love, apparently. <laughs> and then apparently theoretically. Theoretically. And in my mind, this all happens in one night. So I don't know if there's separate days. <laughs> there are multiple nights. Okay. There are, this is a cruise. That's what I did. multiple nights, I'm pretty sure. That's what I, I didn't know. My only thing is, I haven't watched the Titanic in years. Mm-hmm. But little clips of it come up on my TikTok. It's true. So then, so then after the, oh my god, Rose, and he's holding her on the front of the ship. Then there's like, they, they, they do the dancey dance. And then he draws her, and then they have sex in the car. And then... The handprint on the window. The... <laughs> <laughs> in the on the bottom of the ship, they do that. Um, and then... Then there's, like, a ball or something. No. Isn't that when Jack's in heaven as he sees Rose coming down the stairs from the ball? I don't know. Anyway, so that he's hallucinating when he's dying. He is freezing to death. He is seeing her come down the stairs. Oh, okay. So that's later. His body is shutting down. Gotcha. So that's later. So, um, they okay. So they have sex in the car. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> um, boat sinks. Um, Jack is in prison. <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of prison from the bottom of the ship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, no, not prison. He's just they. You know the like. Is it like an emergency lock or something? No. Or it's like a guard. So like, like all of the poor, way? all of the poor people who could afford to get on the boat. Poor people, middle class people. Yeah, yeah, like the C class. They people. are at the bottom. Yeah. And then one of the employees closes it because they don't mm. want the poor people to get on the on life the rafts. life rafts. Okay. And take up space for the rich people. Gotcha. So we lock him down there, and I don't, I, he gets out somehow. Yeah. So he has a whole thing. And then I feel like there's this thing where, like, he wakes up in his room and there's water. Maybe that's before the prison bars. That's before the prison. Oh, okay. And then we're at the top of the ship, and Rose is like, no, I don't want to go on my boat. And there's, like, the guys, I know for a fact that the guys in the band are a true thing that happened, where it's like they were actually playing music while the ship was going down. Um, and then somehow they're on the, on the back of the boat, and they're like, don't, like, don't let go or you're going to fall down to your death. And there's the guy that falls down with the Wilhelm scream. Um, and then they're on the door, and Rose is like, you can't have this door. And he goes, but I love you. And she goes, I love you too. And, like, thumps him on the forehead and, like, has him sink down to the floor. That doesn't happen. I know, but that's my interpretation of it. Because there was definitely enough room oh, on that door. there was enough room on that door. But so much. Here's the thing. And then does he hallucinate? Yeah, as he's dying, he's hallucinating. Oh. He, and then his body is freezing to death because oh. it's wherever in the ocean. Oh, and isn't there, like, a whole thing where it's, like, a crew was interviewing Rose as this elderly woman? Yeah, then, Rose like, is the elderly woman. Yeah. And then and they the take her the- down to see the Titanic. Yeah. And Which, then at the end of the movie, she, like, chucks the necklace into the sea. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's a Titanic. <laughs> that's basically it. That's our that's Charlotte's synopsis of the Titanic from never seeing it. Never seen the Titanic. Um, there was a theory that the Titanic was not actually the Titanic. It was the Olympia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at pictures of the Titanic... It doesn't match it pictures, doesn't match, but it matches, matches the Olympia. Olympia. Mm-hmm. I saw stuff about that. And I also saw that um, it didn't hit an iceberg, but it was, like, something, like, ruptured in the hull. That would make sense. And it was, like, they missed the iceberg, but something happened in the hull where it was, like, there was a faulty wire or something, but for insurance purposes, they said it was the iceberg. Well, Yeah. Because there's no way they're getting that out of the water. Yeah. It's like they can't prove it was wrong. But there is, like, you can, you can definitely tell that it hit something. Yeah. And then, but the way it, like, it's, like, cracked. So it it didn't it went up. Yeah. And then the weight of it just snapped it. Yeah. And that's how it's, like, a lot of people are interested in where it, sma- like, snapped and, like, mm-hmm. why it did. Yeah, because uh, there was, like, something I read where it was, like, it hits... Like, it did hit the iceberg, or, like, it barely missed the iceberg, or something like that. And then it, or it's like, if it hit the iceberg, it didn't hit it in such a way where it would cause serious hole damage mm-hmm. in the way that they would have expected a big sinking from. But there was, like, something else that missed, that malfunctioned, that yeah. caused it to sink. Yeah. Because they had more insurance on the Titanic than they did on the Olympia. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, just... Basically, it in out for an insurance claim. Yeah, like, which smart, mm-hmm. but also remember mm-hmm. technology advances, and we all know it was the Olympia. Yeah. Also, it's like my other question is: Didn't they have like the name of the ship painted on the side or on the back or something? Um, they did, but then they they painted over it hmm. when they decided that one was going to go as the Titanic. Because they had to do last minute repairs. <gasps> yes, and that's the whole thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that. Yeah. And there was another thing where it was like they, like they called the Lithuania or something, but there was a miscommunication, and so it came later than it would have. Mm-hmm. Or it's like they could have reached out to a different boat, and it would have gotten there sooner or something. Yeah. So the Lithuania was farther away mm-hmm. than like another boat, but they chose to call the Lithuania. Instead of the other one. Yeah. For some fucking reason. Also, was it, the other one was named, like, 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 C-something. Like, cornucopia or... Ia. <laughs> something. <laughs> something Ia. Let me look it up. Titanic? I almost said titanium. 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 Oh, and then there's another scene in the Titanic after Jack escapes water prison where there's a couple that just hug each other <laughs> and die in a boat. Uh. Yeah, not in a boat, you know, in one of the beds. I remember reading um, the book about the Titanic. I think it's literally just called Titanic or something. Um, but there's like, this one count of this little girl. Um, oh God, it's the Oreos. Um, it is. It's which is like this little girl, and it's them interviewing her when she's older, and she's like, yeah, you know. Me and my mom got on the boat, and I remember, like, saying bye to my dad and my brother, because her brother was, like, 15 or something, mm-hmm. so he was just above being a child, um, and, like, they were the last ones on the air, on, like, the lifeboats or something, and then they couldn't let on their dad and the brother, and so she just, rem- she was, like, talking about how she remembers being lowered down with her mom as, like, a five-year-old, mm-hmm. and, like, never seeing her dad again, um, 
What was the other thing that was from that book that was really cool? Just kidding. It's not called the Olympia. It's called the Olympic. Yes. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, because isn't it like it has a certain amount of smokestacks that are different or something? Uh huh. Yeah. Another th- um, conspiracy theory is that there's a mummy's curse. A mummy's curse doomed the Titan- the Titanic. So it says one of the passengers who went down with the Titanic was William Stead, a British editor who subscribed to the earth to the early twenty. 20- 20th century spiritualism and had spent the past several years claiming a cursed mummy was causing mysterious destruction and disaster in London. As with other myths about Egyptian curses and Native American burial grounds, this myth played off of colonialists' anxiety and uh, I can't fucking read. (laughs) I am illiterate. About the people whose land they had plundered. On board the Titanic, Stead happily repeated his tale of the mummy's curse to other passengers. After the ship sank, a survival survivor recounted Stead's story to the New York world, and the media picked it up. The next month, the Washington Post ran this headline. Ghost of the Titanic, Vengeance of Hoodoo Mummy, Followed Man Who Wrote Its History. <laughs> Burns said some people linked the mummy's curse to Egyptian artifacts that survivor and hero Margaret Brown really did take with her on the Titanic to deliver to a museum in Denver. In other versions of the story, the mummy was actually aboard the Titanic because the British Museum had sold it to an, um, to an American who was shipping it home, Snopes reports. Hmm. Um, wild. Yeah. I had, there was this book that I read, um, that was, like, kind of like a, not a fan fiction, it was like a, um, young adult, like, romance fictional thing about the Titanic, where it was this girl and her, and, like, part of her family, or, like, her family or something, and they were going on the Titanic, and she fell in love with this guy on the Titanic, and there was also this whole other thing about her mother was like a psychic and they were like friends with oh that's what it was um the girl and her so her mother was a psychic and the girl needed to like go on an errand for her for the scientist to get stuff turns out the scientist is nikola tesla and the girl falls in love with tesla's assistant and so they like become friends whatever um is this a real story uh, no this is a fiction okay you'll see why it's a fiction in a minute Um, and so later on, she's, like, going on with her family. I think she's, like, become Tesla's other assistant, I think. And then her sister is a nanny for a wealthy family, so she's on the boat, too. And I think there's another sister on somehow. somehow. Um, and so it's all about, like, them on board, blah, blah, blah. And so the author's reasoning for what happened is that they didn't hit the iceberg. It's like, for some reason, Nikola Tesla knew that they would hit the iceberg, and he was like, don't do it. And so they, like, made sure they didn't hit the iceberg. But the reason why Tesla was on board is because he was bringing on his, um, uh, like, patented time machine. And so the time machine, like, whirs to life and explodes, and that causes the breach in the hole. (laughs) And... The boy is nowhere to be found. And they're like, what the fuck? Where's the boy? 
Um, girl gets on a life raft, lives, goes to America. Tw- like, ten years later, boy reappears at the dock. Turns out uh. he was, like, pushed forward in time. Oh. And he finds her, and she's like, oh my god, I thought you were dead. And he's like, no, we were just on the Titanic. What the fuck happened? And then they fall in love. And he's 10 years younger. And that was the other thing, is because the boy, originally when they first met, is 10 years older than her. And that was his main thing, is like, we can't marry because I'm older than you. And now that they're the same age, they can get married. Oh. Yeah. It was honestly a very good book when I was reading it, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. Jack Dawson is Jade Gatsby. Hmm... Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a fan theory. Okay. Um, so it says that... They, were, they both look the same. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same face. <laughs> they have the same face. Look, 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 they're identical. <laughs> These are real people. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of Gilmore Grape? You know his, you know his brother? <laughs> It says that he also he also was a slave owner at a plantation and cracked his hand open with a glass. <laughs> it said that the movie is obviously an alternate timeline where he survived the sinking of the ship and okay. went on to build a life for himself in America in an attempt to reunite with Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he survives, builds himself into a party-going showman in the jazz age, and hopes that Rose will one day appear, but ends up finding love with another woman, Daisy. Mm. But it's, like, a fictional... There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Like... That's funny, though. Funny as hell. Now, how would we come... Now, how would we find the thread between Gatsby to who he was playing in Django? <laughs> another <laughs> how do we get from Gatsby to man who owns a slave plantation with Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> oh, okay here's another one the Titanic okay. sinking was part of an elaborate murder plot ooh some blame J.P. Morgan anyway claiming the banker arranged an elaborate murder as the theory goes Morgan wanted to create a U.S. Federal Reserve Bank which was opposed by his rivals millionaires John Jacob Astor Benjamin Guggenheim mm-hmm. and Macy Is- Isidore Strauss. All three rivals were aboard the Titanic. Also, Guggenheim. Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little curly headed orphan in there somewhere. Guggenheim and Strauss apparently went down with the, sh- with the ship. Mm-hmm. Astor's body was later recovered. Mm-hmm. Author J. Kent Leighton finds the murder theory unworkable. However, there's no evidence and no one has admitted to playing a role. Conceivably, anyone or <laughs> all three could have ended up surviving a disaster, so why bother? <laughs> Conceptually. <laughs> Wasn't there also, like, a thing with the captain? Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like there was another thing that happened with the captain. The Titanic was just a bunch of, like, wrong place, wrong time. Um, here's another one. A German U-boat torpedoed the Titanic. I have heard this theory. Which kind of makes sense. It does make sense. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. It says, although World War I hadn't yet started, suspicious minds suggested a German U-boat could have attacked the British ship. Some survivors reported 
a vessel lurking miles away until the early morning. The sub may have deliberately targeted at the luxury liner or possibly accidentally collided with it. Hmm. Um, Imagine you're driving the U-boat and you're like, fuck, what was that? <laughs> God damn it. It's like, dude, why did, what, not just like three inches to the left? We're not even close to a curb right now. <laughs> There's, okay, so there's no proof, however. Um, critics of the theory also point that the German U-boat attack on RMS Lusitania in 1915 caused the ship to sink in 18 minutes. It took fo- two hours and 40 minutes for the RMS Titanic to go under. Hmm. They improved. <laughs> they said, we will make it look like an accident. Guys, we're going to speed run this. <laughs> They said, speed run the first one, and then slow after. <laughs> Make it look suspicious. Make it look suspicious. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Substandard rivets were used to cut costs. I also have heard this. Makes sense. I have heard this theory. Yeah. Where it was like they used like a... a they used wrought iron rivets, mechanical mm-hmm. fasteners, instead of steel rivets, mm-hmm. as there were three meter rivets. Three meter rivets in the Titanic's hull. The theory is that the lower grade standard rivets were brittle in in cold temperatures and popped off when the steamship hit an iceberg. Suspicions yes. of rivet failure have haunted the Titanic for a century, but they still are just that suspicion that's that's the theory that i heard where it was like they hit the titanic but that's not what caused it oh to you're saying about the captain oh yeah yeah What's the, the titanic's captain was under pressure to create a new speed record yes this is the theory i heard about the captain mm-hmm. yeah okay so was captain edward smith pressured to set a speed record for the quickest crossing of the atlantic there's no evidence that his boss white star line ceo joseph ismay piled on the pressure <laughs> Paul Loudon Brown, author of The White Star Line 2000, believes it is unlikely. Still, it's a juicy theory. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, that he was speeding. It didn't help that Ismay jumped on the last lifeboat to leave the Titanic while 75% of the third-class passengers were drowning. Titanic Captain Edward Smith's body was never recovered. His final moments remain a mystery with no shortage of conspiracy theories and conflicting accounts. So yeah, the third class, the third class um, mm-hmm. passengers were like locked the, down. The there. poor people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was because it was like the first class was like the super rich. Second class was like their nannies and like stuff below them, and then third class was like the poor people who were like their slaves and servants. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, this one, the coal fire theory. The coal fire theory is one of the more interesting ideas. I'm not saying his name. And Robert, an engineer from Ohio State University, is... I fucked that up. (laughs) The opinion that a pile of stored coal could have been smoldering so it was added to the furnace to reduce the fire danger... That, in turn, led to the unsafe speeds as the Titanic raced into the iceberg-filled ocean. Even if, this, even if the theory is correct and the Titanic set off from Southampton, England, with one of its bunkers ablaze or spontaneous combustion occurred while sailing, would, the, would fire be a game-changer? It's my personal opinion that it didn't make a difference, the former secretary of the British Titanic Society, David Hill, told the Times. 
So wait, so they were like pre-burning wood? So... And that was supposed to speed it up? And no, so they like added coal that mm-hmm. had been smoldering to reduce fire danger. But would that make it speed up? Yeah, because you're adding more. Oh. Okay. People are stupid. People are stupid and then they die. Here's the. <laughs> this is the number one conspiracy theory. The yeah. perfect storm theory. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> You've got it. I gotta take a breath. I believe in you. I have no idea where my phone is. My phone's gone. Oh. On the floor. On the floor. Um, here's one of the more interesting theories. What if the fire in bunker number six was part of the perfect storm of events that sank the Titanic, a combination of fire, ice, and criminal negligence? Irish journalist and author Sinan Maloney believes a substantial... <laughs> Sam Baloney. <laughs> Sam Baloney. Ham <laughs> Baloney believes a substantial fire could have weakened sections of the hull, making it impossible for the Titanic to withstand the impact of an iceberg. The influence of the fire was downplayed in the original inquiry into the disaster, but it wasn't entirely discounted. Hmm. That's it. That's the end of that one on huh. this article. Interesting. Which I mind. Interesting. That is really cool. Huh. Yeah, I heard about, I remember hearing about the screws, and I remember hearing about the captain wanting to speed. Um, yeah, that's what I heard. I also heard a thing where it was, like, the, the guy that was in, like, the bird's nest, like, didn't have a proper radio. Yeah. So he didn't hear it in time or something. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff fucked up with that ship. <laughs> they really, they really bit the bullet on that one. They really did. Yeah. <laughs> they really said, mm, nah, we're not going to make this super careful. We're going to cut corners. Exactly. While we take thousands of people across the ocean. <laughs> thousands of lives. Um, speaking of deep dives, I was doing research for uh, my paper on Fiddler on the Roof because I'm doing a scene for for directing. Uh-huh. Do, do you know Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. Okay. So you know the character model? The guy, the, the tailor? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So there was the original cast, um, which was before the movie. And then the movie happened with Topol. And then Topol went and performed on the West End as Tevya. Mm-hmm. The guy who played model in the West End with Topol was the guy who directed Clue, the movie. I love Clue the movie. It's such a good movie. <laughs> oh my god. But I was just like thinking about it and I was like, what? And then I looked him up and he looks so familiar. And I was like, I need to see this guy. Let me see if I can find it. Um, While you're doing that, I'm grabbing my phone charger. Okay. Um, the Titanic. What's his name? Drained my battery. <laughs> so his name is Jonathan Lynn. Wow. Um, he directed Clue... My Cousin Vinny, and The Whole Nine Yards. Oh, The Whole Nine Yards. Mm-hmm. He, he directed those. And, um, yeah. In 1967, he played Model the Taylor in the original West End production of Thriller on the Roof um, with Topol, which is really cool to me. But um, let me see if I can find a picture of him. Was it Jonathan Lynn? Um... It's, uh, where is he? 
it's this guy. Oh. Like he, like he, he does look familiar. He looks familiar. There was like a younger picture of him that I saw. Um, I was like, ugh. I feel like he's been like in an acting thing. There. You know? Yeah. Like he looks familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. The other thing that... <laughs> okay. So this is my other thing that I love doing. You know the thing where it's like you take any topic and you find a way to Shrek the movie? <laughs> I've been doing that with Shrek the musical. <laughs> <laughs> so, give me a topic. Oh... I don't know. I don't want to give you one that's, like, easy. I'll tell you one that's really easy. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is going to hit you out of left field. Are you ready? Yeah. White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Huh. You ready? I can do this without my phone. You ready for this? Yeah. White Christmas by Irving Berlin with Bing Crosby was a movie, then became a Broadway show starring, um, I think it's John D'Arcy. John D'Arcy was the original Shrek in Shrek the Musical. <laughs> Give you another one. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Just keep giving them to me. I want. Okay. I, don't, I don't even want to try. Okay, ready. The Music Man. <laughs> Wait, I could probably take this farther. Hold on. Hold on. The Lion King. <laughs> okay. 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 Ready. The Lion King. Simba was voiced by Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick was in the movie in a movie adaptation of The Music Man, starring Kristen Chenoweth. The Music Man was recently a Broadway revival with Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster played Fiona in Shrek the Musical. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite scenes in the Shrek fran- franchise is mm-hmm. um, when Prince Charming is talking to whoever he ends up with. Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Pookie, you said you wouldn't have heard them. Not now, Kitten Whiskers. <laughs> Daddy will discuss this later. Daddy will discuss this later. <laughs> <laughs> and when, here's the thing, when my ex-boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend had the really uh, a habit of, you know, calling me mommy in public, unashamed. <laughs> Just purely, I think, out of spite. And kitten. So bad. The same deal. Uh, no shame in public in front of people I know. Um, and that is all I thought about. Not now, kitten whiskers. <laughs> Daddy will discuss this later. Oh my god. I have another one. Okay. Danny DeVito. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Danny DeVito. He narrated and starred in Matilda. Matilda became Matilda the Musical. Matilda the Musical has the character Agatha Trunchbull. Agatha Trunchbull was once played by Christopher Laverne Sieber. Christopher Laverne Sieber was the original Lord Farquaad in Shrek I also saw him uh, when he was doing the prom, and it was so good. It was so good. All right, let me see if I can find another person. Okay. 
Um, There's also, I think it's from Shrek 3, when Shrek and, or no, when Donkey and Dragon have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when Shrek is having a nightmare about having kids with Fiona. <gasps> yes. And it's the, it's, Shrek is like, he, he like, in his dream, wakes up from his nightmare, mm-hmm. right? And he looks up, and then he sees his kids, and they're just like, da-da, da-da. <laughs> But it's like demon voices. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, I have one more. Okay. Fuck. Alright. Chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies. What are they the favorite of? Cookie Monster. What is Cookie Monster a part of? Sesame Street. Who is the youngest puppeteer to ever work on Sesame Street? John Nicholas Targalia. Who is John Nicholas Targalia? The original Pinocchio <laughs> and Gingerbread in Shrek the Musical. Oh my god. <laughs> it keeps getting worse. It's so bad. Well, I'm going to see if I don't... <gasps> no. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Oh my god. Okay. Hold on. Okay, let me see. <laughs> what is his name? Okay. Wolverine. Are you ready? Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman. What else did Hugh Jackman do? He played Jean Valjean, arguably the worst Jean Valjean, and Les Mis. Who else played Jean Valjean? Ben Crawford. Who did Ben Crawford play in Shrek the Musical? He was the second Lord Farquaad. <laughs> I'm seeing if I know anybody else. Jesus. Oh, that's right. They also had young... Um, hold on. Who's another one? Who played the young Fiona's? That's what I want to know. Cast of Shrek the Musical. Because here's my thing, right? Yeah, Shrek the Musical is not my favorite musical. Is it a really good musical? Yes, it is. It's campy and it's stupid. And, like, it's it's kind of like the cookies at the top of the cookie jar. Like, it's an easy get. But there's this one song in it um, that I'll show you later. But it's between Fiona and her past three selves. Like... Her youngest self trapped in the tower, and then her teenage self, and then her adult self. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a, um, what is it? Like a trio of -hmm. them, and they're singing a song together at the same time at the top of the tower, and it is so good. It is just so, so good. And like, I think that's probably my favorite part of the whole show. It's Mm -hmm. also, also like, the fact that they did a full body makeover, um, at like the end of the show for Fiona Mm -hmm. like she goes from full person to fully green (laughs) which is so funny also who I can't remember who did it I can't remember which one um but (laughs) little side note I feel like I have to fart but I'm too scared it's gonna be a shit oh (laughs) Mm mhm 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're holding that shit in. Oh my god. Okay, let me see. Let me see if I'm right about this. I don't want to be wrong about this because if I'm wrong, that's going to be embarrassing. Um, what were the awards? Okay. So, okay, that's what it was. Um, so, Wicked, amazing musical. Yeah. So, so good. And Shrek were up, were both up for best musical. Yeah. Right? Wicked won, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. So good. But there was this thing (laughs) where, so at the Tonys, like, each show performs, like, a little song or something. Mm -hmm. And so they did Lord Farquaad's song, which is so funny, for the Tonys. And at the the very end, Lord Farquaad gets on top of his little castle, and he's doing, like, this little, like, singy-song thing. And so there's also the thing in Wicked. And they performed their song, where Alphabet gets on top of her thing, and she sings her little singing song. And so her riff is, she goes, and no one's gonna bring me down, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Lord Farquaad went up, and he went, and no one's gonna bring me down, ah. <laughs> it was so funny. And so, like, everybody died because it's just, like, the shade is so funny. God. Ugh. Oh. Have you seen those videos where it's, like, saying with as little description as you can um, a story and seeing what it relates to? Like, there was this one where it was, like, a boy, uh, like... His boy gets separated. This boy gets separated from his father, and goes on a journey. And the father goes to find him and save him. Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. Right. But there was like this other one that came up with it, and it was um, what was it? Oh no, it was it was a child gets separated from their parent and goes on an adventure, and the parent goes to find them, and um, someone said that Liam Neeson movie. What Liam Neeson movie? The one where he's like. <laughs> you, you don't know who I am, but I will find you and I will kill you. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the yeah. name though. Yeah, but it was like some. It was like that with it, and there was like another one like that. But I think those are funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't have enough brain power to do those. I tonight. I don't think I can because I watch too many like stupid like Hallmark movies and the Netflix original movies and no one understands them. No. They are comfort movies only purely to me. What's like the last one you watched? Uh Did you see that thing where it was like Hallmark paid people like twenty five thousand dollars to watch twenty five Christmas movies in twenty five days? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could have done it. You should have done, done it in two days. <laughs> Three days. You're like, give me three days and I got it. Give me three days and I case it Red Bull. <laughs> She's got it. She's got it. Guys. I've got the Adderall cut. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, is like, do I have to like really pay attention? Do I have to like answer a test at the end of it? Like, I would fully do it. I yeah. love. I mean, like, I shit on Hallmark movies, but like, they're pretty good. Like they them. are. They for like the short amount of time they pump them out in, and like the budget for it they are good they're like they're decent movies yeah they're not horrible no they're not it's the same storyline the entire time big city girl goes back to her small hometown 
Or big city guy that goes to small hometown. Yeah, they bump into their first love and meet cute. Meet cute. Or the person that they are going to hate for a little bit. Yeah. Um, then they have, they're forced to work together. And then they're, they fall in love and get married. The person that they thought they didn't like <sighs> starts showing their true colors. And then they have a beautiful Christmas wedding. They have a beautiful Christmas wedding, and then and they save the farm and the flower save shop the farm and the everything. They save the town. They save the town because of their wedding on Christmas. <laughs> Did you see that they're making another Santa Claus with Are Tim they? Allen? Oh yeah, they're making another one, and I'm so excited. I'm really hoping that um, Martin Short's in it as Ooh, Jack yeah. Frost. That'd be so good. Yeah, it would. Oh my god, and but they they rehired the kid who played Bernard. <laughs> and so he's back and like they tried to make him look young but like he's really not young anymore yeah. but it's like it's funny <laughs> god I used to watch the Santa Claus with my dad all the time I watched um what's that one movie with the train Polar Express Polar Express all the time <laughs> that one movie with the train <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god all the time uh, before, uh, we'll, we'll continue this and then we're going to get to what I just got. Um, so I was, I was like talking to you about it the other day about the memory of holding like a little Dixie cup of hot chocolate in yeah. the gym Yeah. and watching Polar Express. Sitting on the cold floor. Oh my God. <laughs> and like there's people who brought like, I remember that Quarterly brought a full body pillow and I was like, ugh, so smart. But they were like, you can only bring one pillow or one blanket. And I'm like, why can't I bring both? <laughs> like stupid. And then I get stupid. And you get to school and you're like, oh wait, this is why. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, everybody gets a little Dixie cup of popcorn and a little Dixie cup of hot chocolate. And we're like, yes. It was literally like five pieces of popcorn. Yeah. I'd sit there and hold the cup and just like the popcorn would stick to my tongue mm-hmm. and it would go into my mouth. Mm-hmm. And that is how I would eat every single piece of popcorn. I still do that sometimes. Oh, I do it all the time. It's your tongue lifting weights. I'm working out. (laughs) This is my workout. (laughs) My most important muscle. (laughs) My tongue. (laughs) We've been doing this thing recently where where it's like, I I think we started the joke by saying like, does your uvula need a tickle? (laughs) Is your uvula itchy? (laughs) Let me get it for you. (laughs) Just rip their jaw in half. You are now a snake. (laughs) Want to know what it feels like to be a snake or an alligator? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, Stardew update. We finished year two. Both Margo and I are married, and we both have one kid. Um, we also have four going on five dinosaurs. Yes. Their names are Alligator, Komodo, Chameleon, Frog, Frog and our next one will be Crocodile. Yes. Um, we have surpassed the $1 million achievement, $1 million achievement. We just fixed the boat to Ginger Island, and in the time it has taken Nick... To get probably six hearts with Leah, Margo has married Shane, had a kid with Shane, and I've decided to get a divorce with Shane. And has almost gotten eight hearts with Elliot. I have two more hearts. I have six hearts with Elliot. Okay? And I need two more, which I'm working on. 
very quickly because I do not waste time like our good mm-hmm. friend Nicholas. Because this is the thing with Nick. He'll come on and he's like, I'm going to go get my girl a salad. And I'm like, you get her one salad and then you call it a day. Like, yeah, that's not how hearts work you, in this game. You know. No. So we're, we're joking that Margo's going to have a kid with Elliot before yeah. Nick even gets the bouquet to Leah. Like... And you, and it takes a while to get a baby. Yeah. Like, also, I don't like Stardew how they cap the age for kids at toddlers. Right. That is so rude. That's, I want them to have their own little yeah monologues. I want to have like a little kid, and it's like I want to design like what my little kid looks like, and I want them to go hang out with Jazz and Vince. Yeah. You know, I want them to have friends. But yeah, Shane, the worst husband. He's so messy. He's messy. He has the room that gets added on to your house when you marry him. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Footprints, pizza. He does nothing around the farm. Mm -mm. Nothing. Nothing. He has no, like, every once in a while, he'll be like, I'm so lucky I have you. That's it. He, I have been talking to Shane, like, almost every other day. Because, like, I'm not trying to romance him, but I'm going to talk to him because she's my roommate's husband. (laughs) My commune mate's husband. Um, my wife's husband. My wife's husband. Duh, we have sleepovers. Um, and I'll talk to him and he's like, don't you have work to do? And I'm like, you fucking bitch, get over here. <laughs> like, when I punch him, I'm like, God. Um, and I've seen multiple TikToks saying that people who marry Shane or Elliot are stupid, but Elliot is hot. Elliot is a good choice. Elliot is a good choice. Elliot is a better choice than Alex or Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I think at the bottom of my list for, like, female dating is either Haley or Maru. I fucking hate those two. I hate them. They're useless. Like, first of all, Haley, gross. Gross. Get a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) That's not photography, because that's not a hobby. (laughs) I say as I want to get myself a camera and take photography as a hobby. Um, In a game, that's not a hobby. That's not a hobby. All she does is walk around, and you'll occasionally see her twitch. Right. And that's her taking a picture. Ugh. Takes a picture of the same tree. Maru sits on a bench all day. Sits on a bench all day, has a telescope. That's has it. Has a telescope. Walks to a different bench. Sits down with Emily. No, uh, Penny. With Penny. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Fuck yeah. Penny. Also, fuck Emily. I fuck hate Emily. Emily. She's so annoying. Like, her blue hair does not make her special. No. She just needs to get with Clint and make it over with. Because, like, yeah. poor guy. Poor man. There's, I, I specifically remember there is a quest from Clint where he's like, I want you to get Emily an amethyst and tell her it's from me, okay? And then when you give it to her, she's like, this is from you. Thank you. And then Clint gets a little upset with you because he's like, why did you tell her it was from me? I'm just like, Clint, you're a pussy. Clint is depressed. Clint and is, hates his job and hates his life. Clint needs a better life, honestly. Also, Lewis. Lewis. I'm not a scarecrow. My name is Lewis. Lewis is fucking morning, and we all know it. We all know it. Just accept it already. Marlon needs to back off, because it's not going to happen. No, no, not going to happen. Like, also, my question is, why does Lewis think it's such a blasphemous thing for him to be in love with Marty? He's like, you can't tell anybody. Yeah. It's well, like, okay, did I tell you that that one time he called... And I had the choices, mm-hmm. and I said, I know your secret, and he just hung up. He's like, blah, 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 blah. shut up. Blah, blah, blah. Also, who orders truffle oil? 
truffle. What are you using the truffle oil for? It's like the next, the next day, Marty shows up and she just smells like truffles, and you're like, oh, I get it now. I understand. Yeah, no. Also, it's like because she's not married. She's not. So she's not married. My aunt-in-law, as of right now, is not married. Yeah. So it's like, mm, you're good, my guy. Just go for it. Unless if you think it would, like, show favoritism, then who cares? Just go for it. You're the mayor. Like, fuck the it. mayor. Um, yeah. But also, we got four candles on our farm. Yeah. So now we have a, um... The little bear. The bear that spits out iridium every day. I put it in my house because I wanted it. Valid. Makes me feel helpful. <laughs> so valid. We have, we got a big shed. Mm-hmm. We have all iridium sprinklers, mm-hmm. except for our one row of regular sprinklers, which regular makes sprinklers. which makes sense. It makes sense for, you know, what is planted there. Yeah, we just put like hops and grapes and stuff, we like both, the stuff you can't walk through. We both have a basement. Mm-hmm. Um, we have started on the Jojo Mart uh, Junimo bundle. Um, which, I think we only need the void salmon, the wine. I think we only need those two. I think we only need those two. Because there's no way we're we did getting the, caviar. Yeah, we did the ancient fruit and we did the prism shard. I think there's one more that we did. Oh, we did the dinosaur mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah, so we just need the wine and the void salmon. Okay. Um, but we're almost done with that. I'm stuck, I'm waiting for a time when we're, like, at a slow spot where I'm gonna stock up on rocks and bombs and then I'm gonna go to level 100 of Calico Desert because I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Um. What else? What else have we updated on? Um, oh, we stole all of We stole from someone's house. We took everything from someone's house and put it in a um, undisclosed chest in an undisclosed location in an undisclosed location um, yes. and when said person came on and said where's all my stuff we all went mm, that's weird mm, I don't know um, someone robbed you that would so unless that someone listens to this that was not us you know who you are it was not us it was not us um, that we was genuinely the, did get robbed that was the 1% rob thing that happened yeah. Um, too bad, so sad. <laughs> too bad, so sad. We also, this person does not realize we have both catalogs. Yeah, we have both catalogs. We have both catalogs. The one from Pierre's and one from Robin's. Robin's. Um, what else? Oh, we, um, our greenhouse is full of ancient fruit and tea, tea leaves. leaves. So we are making bank. Yeah. Um, our bat cave sometimes does well. Sometimes doesn't. I have a bone to pick with them. Yeah. Because every time I go in there, there's nothing. Yeah. And then it's like five days later, there's everything. Yeah. And I'm like, did they just not load? (laughs) What's happening here? (laughs) What's happening here? Um, I think eventually we want to move where our... Well, I guess not anymore because we got rid of the fence for the animals. I think eventually I would like to get a, um, another shed for like minerals so we have one for food, one for minerals. So yeah. it's like furnace stuff. This is only interesting to us. 
Yeah. No one else cares about this, but it's so fun. We need to put it somewhere, though, for the records. Yeah. Just so that I can be like, oh, what did I say we were going to do? What was that thing? What was that thing? What was that thing? Um, um, what other updates do we have? Um, next week, I will officially be done with classes. school and classes. Oh, uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, next week. I will be done with school and classes. I'll finally be out of school, and I won't ever have to go back on a college campus unless it's for graduation. So yeah. excited. Um, we are currently looking for... An apartment. A, an apartment, or a house, or a townhouse, or whatever. Or but it is so fucking expensive, mm. and we are all broke. Broke, broke, broke. Oh, um... I challenged this guy that I'm talking to to a Mario Kart race, um, and I said, loser has to buy a winner of Boba and Chick-fil-A, and he said, that's fair, and I don't have Mario Kart on my Switch, so I can't practice. <laughs> so, that's that. But, um, yeah, I really don't have anything else. I don't either. Oh, our drinks for the night were yes. Earl Grey. Earl Grey and Earl Grey. Earl Grey and Earl Grey, mm-hmm. with, accompanied by Oreo ice cream. Yeah. I said, almost said Oreo marshmallows. Oreo <laughs> marshmallows? Um, we just take Oreo cookies and just smash them up. Sprinkle them in. I'm still thinking about streaming Stardew. I think it would be fun. Maybe we should do that. Oh, well, I would. I just don't have a video. I don't have a face camera. Do we have to have a face camera? Well, I mean, for me. Do you have to have a face camera? I like to. I thought. Well, I, I like to have one. Uh-huh. And, like, I put it in my corner of my stream. Oh, okay. Because I have, like, a stream set up. It's just... Where's the face camera? I don't have it on that monitor. I need to get one. Oh. But, yeah. Oh, well... Alright. Alright, well thank you for joining us on Tism Time. Thank you for joining us on Tism Time. Let us know give us ideas for what we can talk about next week because unless if we have someone, we are running out of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so bad. We do have an idea of taking the podcast on the go. Podcast to go, um, us doing this I also in the car. Have an idea where we both do individual podcasts mm. like just spin-offs oh yeah like an episode you know like mm-hmm. rants with rants with charlotte rants with mago rants with mago mago mm-hmm. yeah um but it's like like what Brittany broski does yeah our lord and savior our lord and savior love um and we could do it like while we're playing stardew or me playing The Sims. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we will. We will let. We will see Have you guys next week. Weekend. Bye, Bye guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.